0: This is God's servant, Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed. In Jesus' name. pray and look to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, speak to us. Lord, we are in need of... Your counsel, we are in need, we are, we are seeking your voice, we want to hear your voice. Speak to us Lord, change us, revive us, renew us. Cause us to see things differently, cause us to see things clearly. Teach us wisdom. We want to learn wisdom from the wonderful counsellor. the God of all wisdom, God alone who is wise, God alone who is wise. We want to learn wisdom from you. We ask of you, Father, that you will teach it to us, Lord, even today, as you speak over your church, over your people, impart wisdom unto us, Lord, into our thinking, into our understanding, into our insight, the way we live our lives, Lord. Let wisdom flourish in our lives. Thank you for everything you do, Lord. Thank you. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We mean we are being taught the importance of, of wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. Ah, you're becoming sweeter now. Say wisdom one more time. Wisdom. You're beginning to love wisdom, aren't you? Say wisdom. wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. The Spirit of God has been teaching us uh, so many things concerning wisdom. And um, most importantly, we learned two things that I want to repeat. One is... Wisdom is expressed by the words of your mouth. Amen? Wisdom is found in the words that you speak. It is revealed by the language that you speak. Amen? The gauge to measure wisdom, if there, if there is one. Okay, I believe there is a, a, there's a gauge in heaven to me- that measures wisdom. The gauge to measure wisdom will be calibrated to analyze your words. It will, not, it will weigh your words. In fact, the Bible talks about weighing weighing the spirit of man man the second thing that I want to uh, repeat is godly wisdom has nothing to do with earthly wisdom the wisdom of God is so much higher than anything that this world can comprehend so you need, these are the two foundational things that I want to repeat one, wisdom is all about the words that you speak two, when we speak wisdom we are not talking about wisdom of this world, we are talking about wisdom of God we are not talking about wisdom that is celebrated in, in, the, in the realms of this earth. We are talking about wisdom that has originated from the heart of God, which proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Amen? Uh, so let's not be confused. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18 to 21. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18 to 21. It says, let no man deceive himself. today morning also when the prayer was being made, there's a a warning on the lines of do not be deceived. And here it says, let no man deceive himself. You know, we are sometimes more worried about other people deceiving us. But the Bible is asking us to be on the guard from being deceived by our, our own selves. Let no man deceive himself. Interesting. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you thinks that he is wise in this age, he must become foolish so that he may become wise. If any man thinks, he thinks. If any man considers, that's what it means. If any man considers that he is wise according to this world, according to this age, according to the standards of this earth, the Bible is saying then he must become foolish. He must become foolish. He must become foolish. So that he may become wise. Hallelujah. I love the next verse. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. Now if you want to have a good laugh, just observe what the world is doing. You can laugh your heart out. I'm telling you. Even today morning when Brother King and... uh, you know, Brother Arnold, they were praying. I was just there and they were just praying a few things, and I was reminded of so many things that are out happening out there in the world which can just cause you to roll, roll in laughter. I'm telling you. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. Oh, how how I wish we can we can really understand this. For the wisdom of this world is Foolishness before God. Let's say it together. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. And picture the, the, the A-League, the A-list universities. Uh, picture these famous journals that come out. You know, Maybe some of those faces that, that keep coming on television and on media, that appear on media. Just, just, just think of all that. And then say, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. For it is written, he is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise that they are, they are, say useless. The Bible uses that word, useless. Useless. (sighs) So then let no one boast in man, for all things belong to you. A reminder It's yours. Wisdom is yours. Wisdom is yours. Knowledge is yours. You cannot be separated from the wellspring of wisdom because Jesus is in you. You belong to Christ. Christ belongs to you. Amen. Because of which all things are yours. You must understand this: the wisdom of, this world, of God, the wisdom of God, is despised by the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of God is despised by the wisdom of this world. Let's all accept that fact. Okay, let's all come to terms with it. And let's choose not to be bothered about it. The wisdom of God is, is despised by the wisdom of this world. It's a fact. And the church need not be worried about it. The church does not have to be flustered about it. Just chill, just relax. Settle this fact once and for all. The wisdom of God is despised by the wisdom of the world. And it is, it, okay, listen to this. Remember this. It's part of your calling that you are despised by the world. For some of you, it's okay, that's uh, new information. Some of you, you, you haven't considered that. You haven't considered that. It's part of your calling that you will be despised by this world. Now Jesus never said, come follow me. Be my disciple. Be a minister of the gospel. And everyone will revere you. Everyone will clap for you. Everyone will regard you highly. Jesus never said that. Did he say that? Did Jesus say that? I want you to respond this morning. He didn't say that. What did he say? This was in this, okay. He said that in this world you have troubles. He also said the world will hate you because of you understand? He said, so that's a part of your calling. He called you. He said, Come follow me. And he also said the world is gonna hate you. The world is going to despise you because of him. Blessed are you, and they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you. Because of me, Hallelujah.! Woo! Did the world hate Jesus? The world still hates Jesus, by the way. Some of you think that Jesus is the most loud person on this universe? No, he's not. Hallelujah. He, he is probably the, one of the most hated personalities in the world. Amen? But in the church, he is worshipped. He, he is loved. We know him for who he is. Hallelujah. Amen? Forever. He's is my king forever. Amen? Now you are called to bear the reproach of Christ. Christian, I want to remind you this morning, you are called to bear the reproach of Christ. It's part of your calling. It is part of your calling. Jesus never tricked a person into, into serving him. And I want to repeat that. Jesus never tricked a person into serving him. He said, take up your cross and follow me. He said, the son of man does not have a place to lay his head. He said all that. He said, consider the cost. Which man will not consider the cost before he starts to build? He said all that. And I want to remind you that. Jesus will not trick a person into serving him. You're called to bear the reproach of Christ. Hallelujah. You're called to bear the reproach of Christ. Now you cannot survive in in the work of the Lord. You cannot survive in ministry with the desire to be recognized. You cannot survive in ministry with a desire to be recognized by the world. The world will care to who's about you. Ministry is not about pleasing the world. Ministry is about pleasing the one who enlisted you. The one master whom you must serve. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why I want to encourage you parents to give your children some material to read, some missionary stories so that they will know what this calling is about. Let them know what this calling is about and let them come back to you and say, I want to be a missionary. Not because of the the fancy cars and the the, the suit and and the popularity and the, the YouTube channel and this and that because they want to bear the reproach of Christ. Hallelujah. It's about serving Christ. Ministry has nothing to offer your flesh. It has nothing to offer your flesh. It has nothing to offer your intellect. The flesh will profit, say nothing. Nothing. Hallelujah. The wisdom of the world constantly tries to belittle the wisdom of God. And that's the way it is. The Bible says the natural man cannot attain to the wisdom of God. Those things are spiritually appraised. The wisdom of God is spiritually appraised. The natural man, the fleshly man, the earthly man, the carnal man cannot attain to it. He cannot attain to it. As a child of God, you must be smart enough to understand that the counsel of the world is foolishness in in pretense. It's foolishness in disguise. The earlier you start to reckon that and understand that and abide by that, the better for you. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. It's, It's foolishness in disguise. It's all pretense. Trying to lure you, trying to get your attention, trying to look very lucrative and attractive and flashy in in the eyes of men. But that's not the case. The Bible, see, I I like how short that sentence is in the Bible. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God, period, nothing else. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. To begin with, the world does not even acknowledge who God is. According to the Bible, that's a sure sign of folly. What does the Bible say? Psalm 14 verse 1. The fool says in his heart. Who says in his heart? Who says in his heart? Who says in his heart? heart? The fool says in his heart. There is no... Yeah, let's read the rest of the scripture. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Say corrupt. So they are not only foolish, but they are also corrupt. They have committed abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. If you does not acknowledge God for who he is, you are a fool. You are corrupt. You will do abominable deeds. And goes on to say, there is no one who does good among them. Hallelujah. Now the Bible does not give any any fancy title for such a person. The Bible does not give any fancy title to a person who does not acknowledge Jesus Christ. The Bible calls a spade a spade, a fool a fool. Hallelujah. The Bible calls a fool a fool. Are are you happy that the Bible calls a fool a fool? I am so glad that the Bible does not mince words. The Bible calls a fool a fool. And in the evaluation of heaven, such a person is a fool. If, you just, if that person does not acknowledge God for who he is, if that person does not acknowledge Jesus Christ for who he is, he's a fool. He might be a rock star. She might be a Hollywood, Hollywood queen. He might be a sports champion. She might be a celebrity. Doesn't matter. That person does not acknowledge Jesus Christ. The Bible says, fool. Fool. The title is fool. You don't have to call anybody a fool. Just open Psalm 14 verse 1 and give it to them. and Show it on their face. This is who you are. According to the word that I, I believe. If you does not acknowledge the one true living God, you are foolish. That's why, look at this. That's why the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is The beginning. said, the beginning. beginning. So without the fear of God, without the worship of God, without the reverence of God, whatever wisdom that a person seems to possess does not even count. Because it is the beginning of wisdom to fear God. The, The lowest unit of wisdom is the fear of God. The least a person will do with wisdom is fear God Amen. Hallelujah Think about it Think about it Today what all we We, we, we get swayed by We get fascinated by You know oh, that person can do this And you know that And the other and you know all kinds of stuff Mesmerizing people with his uh, Skills and abilities And whatnot. Question is does he acknowledge God does she know Jesus? The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Hallelujah. The foundational aspect of wisdom, the foundational evidence of wisdom is a person's worship unto God. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Now you cannot be... Look, Listen, 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 listen. Listen all of you, you cannot be wise in the eyes of God and the eyes of the world at the same time. You cannot be wise in the eyes of God and the eyes of the world at the same time. You cannot cannot be accepted by the world and by God at the same time. It does not work that way. You want to enjoy stardom in the world. You have to forego stardom in heaven. But you want—if you're choosing stardom in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the angels—you have to forego stardom in the world. What do you want to be—a star in eternity or a star now in the temporal? Your choice. Your choice. A star in eternity or a star in the temporal? Your choice. That's right. It's right there in my notes. You will have to choose one and forgo the other. Today, this morning, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to remind every single one here, you must have forgotten this, you must have kind of uh, overlooked this, but I want to tell you, wisdom is choosing one master. Wisdom is choosing to serve Jesus Christ. Wisdom is choosing to bear the reproach of Christ. Hallelujah. In this context, I want to tell you, I told you that wisdom is expressed or made manifest in the words that you speak. I want to tell you, wisdom is revealed in the decisions that you make in life. Hallelujah. Wisdom is revealed in the decisions that you make in life. The choices that you make. The topic of wisdom does not get any more practical than this. This is how practical it can be. It's about choices. Wisdom boils down to choices that you make every single day of your life. Yes. You want to give some lessons to the young, younger generation. You want to teach them. You want to mend them life. You want to mend the, how many of you want to mend the, the younger generation into life? The things of God. Tell them. Wisdom is about everyday decisions. It's about everyday decisions. It's about choosing. Making the right choice. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. We all know that scripture I believe. Hallelujah. What does it say? What does it say? Trust in the Lord with... Do not lean on your own understanding. Look at that. It's a choice. It's a choice between trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning on your own understanding. Where do you want to be? Do you want to trust in the Lord with all your heart? Or do you want to lean on your own understanding? And it goes on to say, In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Hallelujah. Trusting in the Lord is a choice that you have to make. It's a choice that you have to make every single day of your life. Trusting in the Lord is a choice that you have to make every single day of your life. And leaning on your understanding is a choice, an option that you have to reject every single day of your life. Hallelujah. Everything boils down to this. Listen, everything boils down to this. On any given day concerning any matter in your life, you have to choose between trusting in the Lord and leaning on your own understanding. Anything in life. This is a lesson that you can teach your children. This is a lesson that you can teach in schools. Hallelujah. You can build your marriage on this. Every single day, every single matter that you encounter in life, it's a choice between trusting in the Lord Or leaning on your own understanding. That is life simplified for you. (laughs) Life is simplified. Simple equation. See, forget everything else. All the complexities. Remove all that. It all boils down to this. If you can figure out what is trusting in the Lord concerning a situation. What is leaning on your own understanding concerning a situation. Life becomes simple. And everything in life is based on your choice between the two. If you choose to trust in the Lord, victory is yours. Hallelujah. If you choose to trust in the Lord, victory is yours. Only two alternatives. Two alternatives. Everything can be bracketed in these two alternatives. Are you trusting in the Lord? That's wisdom. Say wisdom. You want to be wise? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Wisdom. That's wisdom for you. Wisdom for you. You People can come to you with a lot of advices. If it does not read like this, trusting in the Lord, that is foolishness. If an advice does not sound like this, trust in the Lord, that is foolishness. If the counsel does not ring like this, trust in the Lord, it is foolishness. It is folly. Life is simplified. Look at that. How easy can a decision be? How easy can a decision be? Today, you know, to make a decision, we have to print out. We have to take printouts outs after printouts. We have to serve the internet. We have to do some research. We have to do that. Ask 100 people to make a decision. If you can go to God, one question, Lord, should I do it or not? There's one single question to the right person can make your life easier. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking at me like, what is he talking about? The outcome in every situation is simply dependent on what was the choice? What was the choice? Was the choice to trust in the Lord concerning that matter? Or was the choice to lean on your own understanding? Now as long as you have time To switch from leaning on your own understanding and trusting in the Lord. I encourage you to make that switch. Make that switch before it is too late. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The world will tell you to lean on your own understanding. That's the way of the world. The world will tell you you can do it. The world will tell you you can do it. This is how you must do it. Hey, that pastor, he does not know anything. That man of God, no, he does not know a thing. He is just talking the Bible. The Bible is so outdated, not practical. Get practical. Don't listen to men of God. Don't listen to counselors who are wise. The number of times I've seen people make the wrong choice, it, has, it is a heartbreaking sight. They're given the advice, they're given the word, they're given the counsel. But they still choose to overlook it and step in the direction that they've not See, it's like, you know, when we read, when we, when we study Jonah, when we read the Bible and, and look at what Jonah did. Oh, what a fool Jonah was. How many of you, how many of you would call your son Jonah? He's a prophet, but Jonah is not a sought after name. Because we considered what a what a stupid guy he is. And God told him to go to Nineveh and he went to Tarshish. You know, you want to tell you, I want to tell you something. Your life looks exactly like that. That's right. It's it's all about choices. It's all about choices. There is there is a Tarshish. There is a Tarshish that is that, that you're pampering and you're overlooking the Nineveh of your life. Some of you can see Tarshish. For some of you, it's, it's a company name. For some of you, it's a person. For some of you, it's a place. So some of you, it's a council. For some of you, it's an idea. Say an idea. Oh, an idea can change your life. How true that is. They got it right. An idea can change your life, but they didn't tell the rest of it. How is it going to change your life? If the idea Tarshish, I'm telling you, you might, be, you might be in some belly. You will have others in trouble. You'll get. That's right. That's the most ridiculous thing. You will get other people into trouble because of your choice of Tarshish. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Don't go by the pattern of this world. Don't go by the pattern of this world. You know, you have 100 friends, 99 of them did something. But you are called to do something else. Why? You are a child of God. Your life will not look like the lives of other people that you are accustomed to. That's alright. Like I said, you cannot be wise in the eyes of God. You cannot be wise in the eyes of the world. At the same time, not possible. You cannot make friends with God and friends with the world at the same time. That's what Brother King was sharing. Friendship with God is enmity with the world. Friendship with the world is oh, friendship with the world is what? What? What is that? Enmity with God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Today is friendship day. Thank you so much. Happy friendship day. I hope your best friend is Jesus. Hallelujah. Enmity with God. Who can even think it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Our God is a consuming fire. Forget enmity with God. Has done everything to make you his friend. You know, we, we just observed the simple act. It declares that we are friends with God. Say so friends with God. Who wants to be an enemy of God? Who in his right mi- mind wants to be an enemy of God? God is the one who declared, if God is for us, who can be against us? He has done everything for you to be on his side. How foolish can we get to seek friendship with the world and ending up as a, an enemy to God? Trusting in the Lord will never be a popular choice. If you're a a person, you're going by majority opinion, I want to tell you, trusting in the Lord will never be a majority opinion. It'll never be a popular choice. Textbooks will not teach you to trust in the Lord. Social media influencers will not tell you to trust in the Lord. If these are the people that you're listening to. The Sort of courses that you, that you want to pursue will not teach you to trust in the Lord. It's a choice that you have to make. A choice. It's a choice. 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 Tell your neighbor, be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise. And I've realized that a worldly-minded person, even if that person is a church-goer, I'll repeat that. A worldly-minded person, even if that person is a churchgoer, will underplay the benefits of trusting in the Lord. How how often I've seen this happen. A worldly-minded person, even if that person is a churchgoer, that's why the Bible talks about carnal persons. He's a believer, but he's carnal. You did a study on that, I remember that. He's a believer, but he's a... Carnal person. A carnal person can give you an advice which contradicts the truth that trusting in the Lord is full of blessings. His counsel will underplay or undermine the benefits of trusting in the Lord. You'll be going in circles. circles. That's right. It's like blind, leading the blind. Exactly. Be very... So you must pray for discernment, yourselves. Amen. You must be discerning yourself. Now, when God speaks once, you must hear it twice. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? When God speaks once, you must hear it twice. twice. Some of you are just just waiting to hear that note, just waiting to get that note from somebody, somebody in church. Oh, this a church and said it's okay to do that. So I did that. God is not in that counsel, I'm telling you. Trusting in the Lord is wisdom. It's a counsel of God will defy every other form of counsel. Now, my prayer for you is that you practice daily to trust in the Lord for matters which are big or small. Train up your senses to discern between right and wrong. Train up your senses to make decisions in life by trusting in the Lord. Whether it is a big thing or a small thing. In all, oh, that's right. In No you, you cannot you cannot mess around with the Bible, I'm telling you. The Bible will encroach every space that you got for yourself. It will invade your private space. Whether you like it or not, it will call out things that you have hidden. It will call out. The Bible will call it out. And you you would have brushed it under the rags. doesn't matter. The Bible is not afraid to call it what it is. A spade is a spade. A fool is a fool. A sin is a sin. you You can pretend... Oh, how Christians pretend everything is okay. Everything is fine. See, I'm smiling. Look at all the photos that I posted. Everything is going well. Think about it. A life of pretence. A life of pretence. Courtesy social media. You are laughing. I am telling you the damage it has done to human life is beyond repair. It is beyond repair. <laughs> if somebody is going to do a research about the damage that has, the social media has done, probably they will only be in heaven. I don't think earth can even contain. That's how terrible it is. I was talking to somebody the other day and we were just talking and I was saying today if ministry has to count you need to have a good photograph. Today if the work of the Lord has to count You should have a good click. There's nothing wrong in taking photographs. Okay, I encourage people to take photographs. Take photographs of the Lord. May God bless you for that. But understand what I'm talking about. If you're going to be sucked into this this thing about and it's all about what I'm going to post today, what I'm going to show the world today. If you're not going to show Jesus, shame on you Christian. If you can't show Jesus, you look naked. Because you're covered with Christ. If Jesus does not come through in your social media post, in your your public activity, it's a shameful existence. You may not like me for this, I'm okay with that. Friendship with God is what matters to me. Hallelujah. And I practice that. I choose to stay with that. Yes, in, all in all your ways, acknowledge in your Instagram, acknowledge Jesus. Otherwise, get out of Instagram. In, so, in Facebook, acknowledge Jesus. If you can't burn that book before that burns your face. Be known as a Jesus lover. What else is there in life? Do you even know how many days you're gonna live? You do you have control over your tomorrow? No, I like. See, you want to pray like Moses prayed. Moses prayed, Lord, teach me to number my days that I may present before you a heart of what? Heart of wisdom. Heart of wisdom. Every minute counts every minute counts let's read that scripture some of you think i am just i'm just speaking whatever comes to my mind i want to prove i am not james chapter 4 and verse 4 look at the language it's not my i didn't write james james wrote james you adulteresses, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Does not say whoever is a friend of the world; it says whoever wishes to be a friend of the world, makes himself an enemy of God. I have decided early in my Christian life. I still remember the day I decided. I said, I don't want any friends who can't take me for who I am in Christ. Like that, that song is not just a song for me. I'd rather have Jesus. It's my life. I'd rather have Jesus. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Oh, that's fire. I'm telling you that's fire. That's fire. Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. God does not make enemies. People make themselves enemies of God by the choices that they make. An enemy of God. Do we even understand what it is to be an enemy of God? What's your choice, dear Christian? Let me ask you, on your face. What's your choice today? What's your choice today? Joshua, at the fag end of his his life, I believe, at the fag end of his life, he, he stood before the children of Israel. He stood before, before them and gave them a review. Can you believe? He gave them a review, a synopsis, so to speak, of the history of Israel. He ran them through the entire history of Israel. And then he presented to them the reality of life, what life is all about. And he simplified to choices. Say choices. Life can be simplified to choices. Let's read that. Joshua chapter 24 verses 14 down. Joshua 24 verses 14 down. Hallelujah. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord. I mean, I like the grit of this man. I like the the boldness with which he spoke. He doesn't care how many people are going to clap, how many people are going to respond. He didn't care. He's a leader called by God, anointed by the Holy Spirit. He was placed before them by God. And he said, Fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves. Do whatever you want. Today, whom you, whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served which were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. You can do whatever you want. You can make your foolish choices. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serving the Lord has never been a majority decision. It has never been inspired by the majority. He looked at all the families that were gathered before him and said, I don't care what you're going to choose. But this is what I want to tell you. You serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable to you, you do what you want. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you're going to be swayed by popularity, I want to tell you, it might end end you up in some other place that you never wanted to be in. Majority opinion will, will take you all the way. The Bible says few. Say few. Few are those who find it. Huh. Just for you to get an idea of what we are talking about. Few are those who find it. Many are called but few. The Bible talks about the few. Few are chosen. Few are those who find the way. Hallelujah. Say few. Michael say few. Don't want to be in that Few. God bless you to be in that few. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, today, everybody is running after like, oh, he is doing that, she is doing that. Okay, I'm also going to do that. Did God ask you to do it? I don't know. Do you know where that person is heading to? I don't know. Then why do you want to follow him? I don't know, but I'm going to follow him. What is wrong? Where is your wisdom? Wake up! Now, if you're thinking, where did Joshua get this from? Where did Joshua get this from? The Bible talks about Joshua was was blessed by his leader. He was blessed by his pastor. He was blessed by this mender. Moses laid his hand upon Joshua. I wish these things were celebrated in the church. Today we all want to be independent, free, secretive, private. Nobody can poke their nose into my business. Nobody knows where I am going, where I am coming from. I do my own thing. If somebody questions me, I'll go my way. The only problem is, your way is the way that leads to destruction. God is trying to be merciful to you. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 on. Ha. May God give you the the boldness to speak like this. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice and by holding fast to Him. For this is life, your life and the length of your days that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give them. Hallelujah. It's about choices, choice. It's all about choices. Blessing and curse. Life and death. I was talking to a young man this week. and I was telling that person, and I was giving him a counsel, and he didn't like what I said. It was so evident on his face. I said, you may not understand what I'm saying now, but time will prove. Time will prove there is some truth in what I said. You must speak like that. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. Speak like that. Why can't we speak like that? If you're convinced about the things that we speak, we must talk like this. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. That I have said before before you, life and death. Your counsel must sound like that. Life and death, blessing and curse. You choose what you want. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things I'm thankful for in my relationship with the Lord Jesus is the number of times He has reminded me not to be swayed by majority. Now, sometimes I get so dis- so discouraged. Oh, nobody loves me. Nobody, you know, nobody knows me. Nobody is coming to me, and this and that. Lord says, "You're not called to be a people pleaser." Please the master, the one, I like that, the one who enlisted you for service, please him alone. Exodus 33, 7-2, now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp and he called it the tent of meeting and it came about that everyone... Who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about, whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand, each at the entrance of his tent, and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. It came about. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud will descend and stand at the entrance of the tent. And the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship each at the entrance of of his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face. Just as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man would not depart from the tent. I hope you are making, taking notes. Notes, secret to success. Secret. These are secrets. What, what made Joshua who he was? There are details about his life mentioned in God's word which tells us what made him the person that he is. A man of determination and grit and boldness, great exploits. Why? He honored the covering that, he, that was upon him. He honored the presence of God. He sought after the presence of God. And Moses said to the Lord, See, thou dost say to me, Bring up this prophet. But thou myself hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Moreover, thou hast said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I found favor in thy sight, let me know thy ways, that I may know thee, so that I may find favor in thy sight. Consider too that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. It's wisdom to choose the presence of God. That's why Jesus said. Jesus heard that Mary has chosen the. (laughs) Mary has chosen the. Jesus acknowledged the wisdom of this this young lady. Martha was like, you know, she was trying to be this. Hard working, um, according to the schedule, like you know, organized. Management graduate. Huh? She was going like that. She was living like that. And she, was, she just wanted to get this to finish the work on time. Because everything was about time. Being very meticulous. Being very organized. Hospitality. All those things. But the other one, whom she thought was doing a blunder by not helping her, Jesus said, ah, this girl is wise. She chosen the right thing. The right thing. The right thing is to choose the presence of God. Amen. To worship Him. To be at His feet. Amen. Now, I, my, I've seen it over and over in my life. Decisions have become very simple. Where can I be closer to God? I'll choose to be there. Where can I benefit spiritually? I'll choose to be there. Where can I grow in the Lord? I'll choose to be there. Looking back, I don't regret any of those decisions. Hallelujah. No, you're trying to be world smart. All you're going to get is... Huh? That's right. You'll be on the wrong side. Chasing after, Chasing after emptiness and becoming empty. Yes. Choose to serve the Lord in everything that you have. Everything that you do. Choose to serve the Lord wherever you go. Have no other agenda in life. Nobody said amen. That shows how popular this advice is. Have no other agenda in life than to serve Jesus Christ. Don't, that's right. Don't try to be on two boats. Make no other plan for your own life. Wisdom is to sift. Okay, listen to this. Wisdom is to sift the irrelevant things out of your motives, out of your aspirations, out of your dreams, out of your desires, and focus on what the Lord wants you to do and where the Lord wants you to be. That's wisdom. Shake out of the clutter. No, that person and this advice, and you no, know, that that you know. Now this is my my prayer for every single one of you here. I hope on any given day you will be consumed with a desire to serve Jesus. Every, any given day that I meet you, I hope you are consumed with a desire to serve Jesus. You know, The only thing that you want to do in life, I want to serve Him. I want to somehow be of service unto my God. and i and i hope that if you haven't already i'm talking to all the young people if you haven't already if you haven't already okay i'll wait for my daughter to sit down so she can also hear what i say if you haven't already my desire is that you will make a commitment to serve the gospel of jesus christ if you haven't already made that commitment Take it from the pulpit on a Sunday morning. Drop your dreams. Trade them for the dreams of God. Drop your dreams. Drop your dreams. Lay it all down. Lay down your life. Lay down your life. Let your life be a a sweet, fragrant, aromatic worship unto your God. Lay it down. Lay down your life on the altar. Catch the vision of God and be consumed by it. Now I, I hope you will become the kind of person that if somebody strikes a conversation with you, all they can take away of that conversation is, I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve Jesus. And that's how I came to the Lord. When I came to the Lord, I met this, this dynamic young people who wanted to serve the Lord. And the only desire that was left in me was to serve Him truth be told. This is the truth. True testimony of my life. The only desire when I came to the Lord, the only desire that that remained in me was to serve Jesus. I was so inspired by these young people who were serving the Lord with so much of passion and vigor. And I said, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'll drop everything. I dropped everything. In fact, I said, whatever it takes, My dreams, my passions, my aspirations, my my hobbies, the things that I held dearly. I dropped everything and said, from this day on, I'm going to serve Jesus. And I want to tell you, it didn't happen overnight. There's a waiting involved. There are like silent faces involved. There There are times when I thought, okay, did I make the right choice? But when I look back now, I know I made the right choice. I don't regret. You know, I I, I know I I I look at my children, and I know I made the right choice. I look at my wife, and I know I made the right choice concerning serving Jesus Christ. And I like I look at this church, and I know I made the right choice concerning serving the gospel of Jesus Christ. I make this personal. Drop your dreams. Drop your dreams. Trade them for the dreams of God. Catch the vision of heaven. Be consumed by it. That's right. Let Jesus give you dreams and visions. In the last days, young men will see visions. Sons and daughters shall see visions and dreams. The vision is to serve Jesus. I hope in the church once again the decision to serve the decision to become a ministry will, to be a missionary will become cool once again. I hope parents will start to celebrate the decision to serve your children's decision to be a missionary. I'll hope as grandparents, you'll pray for your grandchildren that one day this child will become a missionary. Because frankly, there is nothing greater than there's nothing greater than serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the highest calling in life, the highest calling in life. People should know that if they come to you, you'll advise them to serve Jesus. So let them make the choice even before they come. It's a good thing. Let your reputation go before you and tell people, oh, don't go there. He's going to tell you to serve Jesus. Because I remember when I wanted to be in ministry, there were these set of people that I wanted to meet and tell them, please advise me. How can I step into ministry? So the people who must come to you must be the ones who really desire. Hallelujah. And I wanted to sit with them and talk to them. How did you start? Where did you start? And how can I start? I remember having this long conversation with my my mentor, my spiritual father, and I told him. I remember the first time I told him. I said, I want to serve the Lord. I want to be in full-time ministry. I was doing engineering at that point of time. And I told him on the face, this is what I want to do. I think the Lord is calling me to full-time ministry. And he said, you've heard it right. But wait till it's the right time for you to step out. Continue to, do, continue to do what you're doing right now. At the right time, the Lord will separate you out from what you're doing. So I realized that's my time to be trained. That's my, train, that's my time to be groomed and, and mentored. And I wholly g- gave myself for that. I didn't have any other aspiration. I just wanted to be in that place where I'll receive training. I'll receive my mentoring. I'll receive counsel. I'll receive uh, help. Time will prove the value of the decisions that you made. Time will prove. Yes. Now, I'm, you know, my prayer, okay, now, this is, this is probably a, um, a good information, a disclaimer for all the parents who got young children here. My prayer for all these young people is that they'll all become missionaries. It's a disclaimer to you. You can choose whether you want to bring them to church or not. Because I'm praying for them that they'll all become missionaries. All of them. Right from this boy here. All of them. That they will serve Jesus. That's my desire and my prayer. So you can decide whether you have found the right church. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this is serious, okay? It might sound funny, but this is serious. If you're, t- if you're sending your young ones, not just children, even the ones who are in adulthood, like the Pauls and the, and the Davids and the Febbins and the Littos and the, yeah, all of you who come to church, the Kens. Where is Ken? Yes, man. How can I miss you? You're hiding behind the pillar. God wants to make you a pillar in the temple of my God man. It's a call that you cannot avoid. You cannot avoid that. Cannot avoid. It's evident. It's written on you. Called by God. No escaping that. No escaping that. No, you can hide behind your guitar. But I'm telling you, you're called by God to serve Him. Called to serve Jesus Christ. I'm sure about your parents. they prayed that you'll become a missionary. I know that. I know that. I already see that in you. You've prayed. You're dedicated to the Lord to serve Him. they prayed concerning your future. they prayed concerning your husband. You're only 12, 13, 14. But I'm telling you, they already prayed for that. Hallelujah. You pray for your grandchild. Pray that Michaela will become a firebrand Christian serving the Lord. And she will make the choice. I'm telling you, prayers will not be in vain. It's the greatest prayer that you can make for your grandchild. Pray for your grandchild. Okay? Maybe you started late for your children. That's why they are just catching up with your prayers. But start for your grandchild now. Hallelujah. And I love you, Anna. You're such a blessing. Your voice carries such an anointing that nobody, nobody would have told you about that. But I'm telling you, there's something special that you carry. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. I, I know that I, I don't know how many more days I'll get to speak this to you. I'm hoping and praying that I'll get to speak this to you for a longer time. But when I have you here, I want to tell you, with your voice, glorify Jesus. You're called to be a singer for Jesus. With your music, with your talents and abilities, serve Jesus. No other name. No other name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you for teaching us that wisdom is to choose to trust in the Lord. Wisdom is to choose to serve Jesus Christ. Wisdom is to shed dreams which are not of yours and to embrace the vision of heaven. Wisdom is to pursue the presence of God. When the whole world is sleeping and partying and whatnot they're doing. But to be in the presence of God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. That is wisdom. Choosing to be of service unto God. Today, Lord, we speak this wisdom to prevail over us. May this wisdom manifest, Lord, in the way we live our lives. May this wisdom manifest, may it be revealed in the way we live our lives. Lord, we pray it over our children that they will catch this vision. They will have this wisdom to serve you. Wisdom to be of service unto God. The world will not be attractive to them. The world will not be worthy. They will not be worthy for the world. Bless them, Lord. Every person who is standing in your presence right now, I pray that you will fill them with such wisdom. Such wisdom. Which the world cannot baffle. Which the world cannot stand up to. Such wisdom will manifest, Lord. Such wisdom will manifest, Lord, which will cause your people to walk in victory, yes. to walk in triumph. Such wisdom that will affect generations. Right decisions, Lord, on a daily basis. Wisdom to make decisions in life. Wisdom to pray. Wisdom to bless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to make the right choices, the right decisions. In the area of choices, Lord, we pray. Today we'll experience the breakthrough. That we'll be quick to identify between what is trusting in the Lord and what is leaning on our own understanding. Help us be quick to understand and discern what, is, what it is to trust in the Lord and what it is to go by our own understanding. We want to fall, we want to fall in that category where we will be wise in the eyes of God. We don't want to be enemies to God. We, want, we are friends. Thank you, Lord, for making us friends. You are friends. Thank you for the, the secret counsel of the Lord is with those who fear Him. You will not keep your secrets from your friends. And We want to be there in that place where we know the heart of God. Speak to us, minister to us, Lord. We pray for our children. We pray for our children's children. We pray for families in this church. We pray for those who are watching us online. Those who have received the word. Lord, I pray that this word will We'll take them. We'll sustain them. We'll cause them to flourish in life. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Pa. Thank you, Pa. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, love you, love you, love you. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dhillipoosh. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.